The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Media Match. A roundtable of Cowboys insiders. Dropping wisdom. And offering sizzling takes. On the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Nui Scruggs. Media Mash on a Tuesday here. Lots of topics to get to with Bobby Belt, 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, 105.3 The Fan. Patrick Walker of DallasCowboys.com. I'm Newey Scruggs. Man. 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 <laughs> Special Man. teams has been a positive for the Cowboys this year. A positive. Now they are dealt with a long snapping situation because Jake McQuay with a triceps injury looks like he may be out for the year. The Cowboys have signed two long snappers, Matt Overton and Tucker Addington, to the practice squad. Gentlemen, your concern with uh, Jake McQuay being out is Bobby Go. Yet to be determined. I, th- I think long snapper is one of those ones that you just you're, you're not really sure un- until somebody starts messing it up, and then you start noticing. It's like, oh yeah, th- this isn't going to work out for us. But um, you know, I-, I guess wait and see. We'll-, we'll we'll see how things operate without him here. Special teams, you're right. They- they've gone really really well. Everything's gone smoothly there. Um, but yeah, you know, Jake McQuaid. I guess we'll see how big a part of that he was because it takes. Um, who was it in the uh, famously in the in the 03 playoff game? I think Giants and 49ers trade Junkin. Trey came Junkin. off the street and couldn't snap the ball. Never missed, and so, never missed a snap either. Yeah, this guy so, always was nailing it. So yeah. it's one of those that you only notice it when it's going bad. So hopefully mm-hmm. we just don't notice anything. When he started, oh, I was saying when he started with special teams, I thought he was going to give a nice little shout out to Kelvin Joseph because you know how he feels about mm. you know young Kelvin Joseph. You know, but, but you went the other way. You, you know the vibe. The, yeah, I know you, went, but you went the other way. You, you know the vibe. You gave, you gave him the golf clap. There you go. Um, don't do that. Don't do that. Um, I didn't. I'm surprised they didn't coax. Uh, what's our man's name? LP Lidasur out of retirement. Man, they, they, they had to convince that man about three years in a row to, <laughs> to come not back, quit. To yeah. come back because he was ready to retire for a while. So I, I think yeah. he's and pretty how well. Old is, yeah. And how old is he? That was the one thing we were. Trying I mean, to guys year. are playing into their 40s. Jason Peter, Tom Brady. You know, they do, do, do they run down on punts? They. Hey, man. No, look, no, they know, don't. They, yeah. no, they Jason Peter's out here blocking. So I guess you know. Should have worked out Brian Broaddus with the long. Hey, good call. One hundred five to the fan. Good call there. How old is Broaddus? I love Broaddus. Fifty-eight. Good enough to probably still Broaddus run down on a punt. You have a dead man on the field. <laughs> but to, to Bobby's point, you know, man down. Look, uh, it's not a concern until it actually becomes one. So let's just hope these guys come in. One of the guys wins the job and move on and uh, keep this nice special teams vibe going for this team. Think, LP is 41, by the way. Oh, like, so he can play. Yeah, he can still play. Easy. No. Yeah, I, I think it's a, a it's it's a concern until. Well, I'm, I'm kind of the inverse. It's a concern until it's not right. <laughs> so. Uh, because one of the main things when you talk about your long snapper, and one thing that made LP as we sit here and talk about him, um, a legend, is that you never heard his name until Washington in, in a game where you know they penalized him or they made up a penalty to, to make him look bad. But other than that, the long snapper, it's it's so key that he has a chemistry with his punter. And we talk about how lethal Brian Anger has been, for example. And now there's going to be a new long snapper coming in, you know, 
to start the second quarter of the season, they're going to have to get on the same accord and fairly quickly. And that's why the Cowboys were interested in adding two versus one because that tells you that they're still working these guys out. But now it's going to be in real time in the over the course of practices. And we'll see and we hope that Sunday goes well with whomever we decide for that particular game. And if not, hey, you're out of here. Hey, you, you're up. So it's a concern until it's not. Special teams has been fantastic. But, you know, to Bobby's point, if you never hear your long snapper's name, it means they're That's doing their job. Yeah. Um, and that the Cowboys want to keep that going. Yeah. I, I'll be honest. Like, I try to study the game as best I can. I, I, I've, I've mm. followed football since I was a little kid. I just don't understand the nuances of long snapping and what makes a good or a bad one well enough to have an opinion on it until I see, oh, I, I see that went wrong. And so that's just where I'm at well, with job it. Is number that, one you know, is hit the target. Right, one hundred. Right. See, the that, guy that, in the, the hands. That's the thing. The margin of error is so slim. Like you have to hit it one hundred percent of the well, time, and, here, and it's harder than it sounds. Here's the thing. Did you notice anything wrong when with Jake you, McQuaid? Did you notice anything wrong with Jake no. McQuaid in training camp? No. I, I had heard chatter that they wondered for a little bit. Well, is Garibay struggling because of uh, there's been some issues with the, the long snap? And it's like I couldn't mm. tell there was anything wrong, so I'm just not the guy. Well, to here, ask here's about another that angle. <laughs> Garibay was struggling because. He wasn't good. I know. He was, um, he, so he, there's he, that. He, he was that <laughs> Blair, also Walsh, Blair that. Walsh kicking it into different zip codes. Yeah, so Not there's the that. Blair Walsh now. I'm concerned, <laughs> and I'm concerned because, and this is the sickness of fantasy football, I was watching that Bengals-Steelers game to start the year where all of a sudden, Bengals don't have their long snapper. They can't make an extra point. Um, it also didn't help that, one of the blockers decided to try to block the guy on the outside. The inside guy goes in and blocks the kick <laughs> of the Steelers, uh, you know, on a field goal attempt. So uh, they couldn't do anything. So, so they matter. I mean, so this is the difference between Cincinnati being in first place by themselves at three and one instead of tied with Cleveland and Baltimore at two and two. It matters. So I'm concerned. And for the most part, around here with the Cowboys, uh, for well over a decade, you have never had an issue really with long snapping. And we could have an issue. Um, this weekend in Los Angeles. And what have we seen with the Cowboys right about now? These games are going to be tight. You know, yep. They're, they're mm-hmm. not blowing the doors off anybody. Right. So, and, and Brett Maher has been very good. You start getting to a point where Brian Anger's reaching and try to put something down. Yep. He kiss me. These, it's yeah. small little thing back here. I mean, I, the operation. I, is. I'm not trying to compare myself at all because I was, but but I I was a long snapper, so I do understand what happened. If you skip it, if it's here, that I mean, it matters. Yeah. And in the professional level where people are coming even quicker, you got to be good. So Tommy. fractions so, of a second matter. Right. So so I don't know anything about Matt Overton or Tucker Addington. Obviously, this is Bone Fossil. This is his his area of expertise. But this is one I wanted to bring up and talk about because this is a you know a podcast for diehard Cowboy fans, and we talk about news and information. Keep an eye on this. One. Long snappers matter. I'm a, I'm a big Tucker Addington <laughs> guy myself. Oh, okay. Because yeah, yeah just really high on, on his upside. Overton yeah. sounds nice. You know. Yeah. I'm just, trying, like I'm, I'm just trying not to ride the fence here. I'm trying to, I'm trying <laughs> oh, to have a take here. That's Ovaltine. <laughs> Ovaltine, not Overton. That's Ovaltine. Hey, look, this is, this, yeah. is, this is the beauty. This just gives you time to go ahead and do Dakota something. Dakota Ring. Find out. Ovaltine. Find out. This, 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 yeah, yeah, this is, where you, this is right. where you start texting people who are smarter than you and going, tell me what this means. <laughs> <laughs> what does an Overton mean on your long snapping uh, portion? Hey, but the wise man knows what he doesn't know and seeks the knowledge. Exactly. In bones we trust. In bones we trust. Seven sacks for the San Francisco 49ers defense against the Rams last night, Ooh, and boy. they picked off Matthew Stafford. 
if you're Dan Quinn and company watching Monday Night Football last night, the pizza had to taste good. The beer had to feel real nice and cold as you were going down and saying. Bobby was feeling good in particular. Saying, you know, hey, man, this is the second, we- second week in a row. You've got an offensive line with issues. It's depleted. They are playing backup center, a backup center, and two backup guards. Michael Parsons, like, coach, a gap. I'm just, I'm just looking. I'm going looking. Neville Gallimore, what's up? This I, week? I'm, I'm looking at Matt Stafford, crazy, yeah. <laughs> crazy eyes. Is that what right. you got? Crazy you eyes. You just can't wait to get to Matt Stafford. <laughs> you shaking. <laughs> so you two, it's like easy line, easy. You, you, easy you line. might. You're too young. You'll know. You'll know. It was when Forrest Whitaker played Jefferson in Fast Times at Richmond <laughs> yeah. High. Yeah. yeah, and he was looking crazy, crazy coming after eyes. the quarterback because they smashed up his Trans Am car. But anyway, said, that's way, way back. Fast but, Times, Richmond High. But that is how Michael Parsons is going to be looking, trying to get up the A gap here. Um, this this is this is another opportunity that the Cowboys, even though Vegas says they're a four point underdog, they got to feel good about defensively. Yeah, they, they should. It's funny though. Um, coming out of the Washington game, I, I know uh, a friend of both of ours, JP Finley. He and I yes. were talking before the game. Uh, he covers the Commanders, and he was talking about how. Man, this Washington O-line, it's so porous, it's so bad. Dallas's pass rush is so good, so it feels like the type of week where then they get, like, one sack. And then they got two. And so, like, I mean, it's one of those where it's just, like, when there's such a clear weak spot and such a strength of somebody else, it's almost like those teams going to that game going, like, this is the one thing, if nothing else, we got to make sure we slow down and stop. And so I kind of wonder if we are going to see as – an aggressive an approach or, or have as much success as San Francisco does because I'm sure the Rams are going to go in this week and go if anything else we got to stop like Michael Parsons we got to take Demarcus Lawrence out of the game we got to do everything we can max protect whatever uh, but then again there's also Sean McVay kind of is who he is and I don't know that he's going to change up his philosophy on offense just to you know protect the quarterback I'm sure for them it's more about I'll get the ball out faster get the ball out quicker scheme this up different do this different but I, I think that this is a I felt good about this matchup before the game against San Francisco. I still feel really good about Dallas's defense and the way that they're able to match up against the Rams and do things there. It's just going to be a matter of can you score enough points? If I'm Neville Gallimore and Osa Digizua in the interior of this defensive line, you talked about the guys that they're playing in the interior for the Rams on the offensive line. I'm licking my chops. And it was good to see because one of the things, and Bobby knows this, that I talked about going into the season was I want to see Neville Gallimore not just affect the pocket and get help, you know, help the run game, but affect the pocket even more. And you saw some of that on on Sunday, which I think is a good sign for the growth and development of a player like him to show some more dimensions of his game. And now he's starting to get after the quarterback. But even, even more, uh, even more so to your point, uh, they came in, the Rams did, they went into Monday Night Football against the San Francisco 49ers and they were already depleted on the offensive line, particularly the interior, as you stated, Nui. Uh, but even more so now, because now they need to find out what's going on with Shelton who went down. He was your backup center. They had to put Colony in. He's your third string center who is actually a guard, right? So their interior line, offensive line, is that much weaker as we have this conversation than it was even 24 to 48 hours ago. So going to Kevin's point, if I'm Neville, if I'm you know Chauncey, if I'm Osa, if I'm uh, Big Quentin, and Quentin is expe- expected to practice this week, that would have been a huge loss for the Cowboys, but it looks like he's going to go. Uh, we'll see how the week goes. But, I mean, Tristan Hill, Tristan Hill, who yeah. flashed last week as well. Of course, you, you, the, the bookends are always going to get the most – notable headlines, right? Your Micah Parsons, your uh, Demarcus Lawrence, Dante Fowler is coming on strong now. Uh, but this interior, I mean, it just, the matchup, the Rams don't have the personnel to stop the Cowboys' interior defensive linemen 
who in and of their own right could go against some of the best other interior like counterparts, offensive counterparts. And, you know, it's just not there for Los Angeles right now. So, so let me also add this. that They couldn't run the ball last night. The Rams nope. could not run the ball. Right. And, and if you're going to beat the Cowboys – and we look over the last two years, the, the, the recipe to be in the Cowboys, you need to run the ball. Yeah. Go back to the playoff game. Sean McVay ran it down their throats. Two guys ran over 100 yards. Uh, if Washington had committed to the run game on Sunday, it could have been a lot more different than what it was. So so that's my other thing with the Rams is the, the magic thing that McVay had to beat the Cowboys in the past was about running the ball. Right now, they, they don't. you can't run when you don't have the offensive lineman up there. It, it's well, just impossible. What McVay's going to try to do is he's going to try, to try to take one page out of the commander's book from Sunday, which is the, the commanders definitely couldn't run up the A or B, but they were burning the left edge, which is the right side of the Cowboys uh, defensive line pretty regularly Same with Tampa Gibson did. and McKinney. Right. So if you're Dan Quinn, draw a red circle around the right side of your defensive line. As long as you can shore up that edge, the big guys in the middle, they're going to eat because it's the personnel matchup is a nightmare for the Rams. And then everything just starts to cascade in your favor from there if you're the Cowboys. I look at the Rams as Super Bowl champions and I have this one thing that I do wonder about. How much are you still celebrating what you did last year? When I went to Philadelphia the year after they won the Super Bowl, I said to myself, they're not going to win it again. You know, that year, they're not winning it again. They're, they're still having too much fun. They're still <laughs> celebrating. It was everywhere you went. At a certain point in time, and, and Nick, Nick Saban talks about it, and, and even Greg Popovich, you got to take what you did last year, and it's got to be last year. There were just too many reminders, too many parties that they wanted to still have in Philadelphia. Oh, we won, we won. Guess what, folks? People are now coming to kick your championship. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's what they're, they're coming to get a taste. And I'm wondering, and I'll talk to some people out there in Los Angeles this week, how much are they still celebrating that title? I think quite a bit, uh, to be honest, and especially in the fashion in which the, the Super Bowl concluded. I mean, the Bengals were right there. Right. Uh, and it's arguable that a non-call kept the Bengals away, you know, from that Super Bowl championship. So you, you have the Rams winning and then you look at the market. It's Los Angeles. It's Hollywood. It's, hey, you know, it's pomp and circumstances, all of this great stuff. Um, but then it rolls over. And like you said, they're still kind of, you know, they came into this season still kind of feeling themselves a bit, some glitter. And then they had some offseason question marks. Is Aaron Donald going to retire? Is he not going to retire? Is Sean McVay going to stick with us? Or is he not going to stick with us? So it's not as if they ran into a clean offseason. So you have a kind of a tumultuous offseason for the most part, in addition to kind of still feeling really good about themselves. I'll, I'll put it the way that my, my late grandmother used to say. You're smelling yourself, right? You're walking around smelling yourself. What you should do is focus on, and I like what Dan Quinn always says, be where your feet are. And, and it's showing that they're not because Matthew Stafford, he's always been kind of the up and down. He'll either be an all pro on any given game day or he'll be, you know, just the worst thing smoking on any given game day. But more often than not this season, He's just not doing it. And when it comes to clutch, it's just not there for him. I saw a stat last night in the fourth quarter, no touchdowns to three interceptions. He had a pick six last night, almost had a second pick six if uh, Warner doesn't drop that ball. Pressure busts pipes. Bad offensive lineman. Get your kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> Stafford, is, get your how much more is that elbow actually a real problem than what he's been yes. willing to let on? Yes. I think that's a big concern from the Rams if you're talking about Stafford and the going psych- forward. The, psych- the psychological aspect of knowing that your elbow isn't 100% healthy 
in, and you're standing behind an offensive line. I mean, he's throwing pick sixes regardless, but the right. elbow don't help. Right. When, you, when you have three or four guys bearing down in the back of your head, you're like, oh, man, they hit this elbow. He threw it 48 times. It's a lot going so on. He had 19 to Cooper Cup. That, the, you, you guys are, are awfully kind to give him that covering fire about his elbow. I'll just say, like, the Matthew well, I mean, Stafford. That's what they just, talked about going No, but this is Matthew Stafford is Matthew Stafford. Yeah, this yeah. is the same guy to me. Like, like the, the guy I see out there, that's the same guy. He's gone through a rough patch like he tends to do throughout his career. He will always turn the ball over. I think the thing that's, that's the difference right now is they're not able to block for him. So a guy who's already a guy who takes chances and believes a little too much in his own arm at times and, and makes bad decisions sometimes, now you're adding the factor of pressure and, and more you know frenetic energy around him and having him go, oh, and like he's making even worse decisions. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you're seeing. I think you're just seeing the function of this is what Matthew Stafford looks like when they can't block for him. Based Sorry, on, Highland Park. Based on what you've seen. <laughs> well, listen, it hurts me as well. Go dogs. So, but the the objective is the objective uh, as far as uh, analysis goes. And you know, Stafford, he's he's a legend in Athens, and I love him to death for that. But at the NFL level, he is what he is. And like I said, there is no in between. There's no gray area. He's either way up there or way down here. All right, let's take our first break. Jerry Jones spoke about Dak Prescott, and also want to get your impressions um, now that we've seen four games. Okay, four games in the National Football League. What is your impression of the rest of the NFC right now? Cowboys three and one right now. We've got Bobby Belt. We've got Kevin Gray. We've got Patrick Walker. I'm New East Crooks. Media match right here on DallasCowboys.com. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field. United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! 
Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Back, back to back. Media Mash. Media Mash Tuesday, right here. Patrick Walker, Kevin Gray, Bobby Belt. Yo. Our Cowboy Insiders. I'm merely Newey Scruggs. Oh, so, stop. Right, please don't. Please Jerry don't. Jones came on. You guys, Station 1053, the Family's weekly 830 appearance with Sean and RJ. And he said, Dad can't grip the ball right now. Not the way he needs to see it for a football game. I had said Monday, I expect Cooper Rush to be starting quarterback. Based on what he said on your radio show today, Kevin, I'll let you start. Is Cooper Rush getting the start against the Rams? Yes, 100% yes. When he said that he cannot grip a football right now, and on top of the fact that McCarthy's like, hey, he needs to go through a full week of practice, he's not playing on Sunday, and which I'm okay with. The earliest I want to see him back is against Philadelphia. Low-key, I don't really don't want to see him until they come back and take on the Lions and the Bears and back-to-back home games before they have their bye week. So if he's able to go against Philly, fantastic. If he's not able to go against Philly, no harm, no foul. We'll see him when the Lions and the fighting, biting kneecaps of Dan Campbell come to AT&T Stadium, and uh, we'll go from there. But, yeah, I'm not surprised at all that Jerry had said, hey, look, he can't grip the football. To me, that means he's not playing on Sunday. I just on that point, I'm I'm a little different. I'm not on the the side that would say, ah, if he's ready for Philly, great. If he's not, like, I want him. If he can be ready for Philly, then you're about there against Philly. I, I guess I'm going on the original timeline of six to eight weeks, which is normal for this kind of injury. And the earliest you could see him back is Philly. But if, that, but, if he's there, that's great. But I mean, that's the thing. If they if they're if they're told like, hey, he can get ready, or or it's even like, hey, this is we're we're kind of right on the borderline. All right, if if he can get ready, like get him ready then. But like like that's just where I'm at. I I wouldn't want to play it ultra conservative with Philly on there. I, I feel like if it was reversed, if it's Chicago and Detroit, then I feel like, all right, I can play this a little more conservative. I can have Cooper Rush go out there and, and play these couple games. But, man, a, a division game against what is in all likelihood right now the top team in the NFC Ooh, um, because of just the, the NFC is not what I think a lot of us expected some of these teams to look like, um, you know, and, and the fact that you've been able to hold things down while Dak's been out that game, if you lose it because you don't have Dak Prescott out there, that may matter at the end of the season when you're talking about tiebreakers and things right. like that. And so to me, right. it's if, if he can be ready for that game, get him ready. So I, I wouldn't want to jeopardize it in terms of this week. I wouldn't want to rush him back this week. Just make sure you get ready for Philly. Cause that's more important, important than the Rams to well, me. And I agree. I'm on the record on talking Cowboys in, in just any format that I could say it. I'm, I'm totally fine with Dak Prescott, not taking the field against Los Angeles. Totally fine with that. And uh, to Kevin's point, when you hear Jerry Jones, which is the, you know, the eternal optimist come out and flat out say, you know, quote unquote, he's not gripping the ball well enough to play. Okay. You know, even though Jerry then followed up and said, well, let's see how the week goes. Okay, we know how it's going to go for the most part. I expect to see Dak Prescott make some more progress, but I don't see him on the field at SoFi Stadium. That said, I am of the mindset that I want him, and I believe that he'll be as close to 100%, if not 100%, by the time Philly rolls around. We'll see how these next several days go. Um, But if he is, in fact, ready to go for Philly, 
doesn't matter what happens against the Rams. Doesn't matter if Cooper Rush goes in there and, you know, the defense helps him win the game. You got to put him in because Dak Prescott is coming off of not only an injury, but the worst game of his NFL career in week one. So there's no guarantee he's going to hit the ground running coming off of a game like that and coming off of an injury with a wide receiver core that looks different than it did in week one because Gallup is back now. So they got to reestablish a little bit of chemistry there, right? CeeDee Lamb, Noah Brown is now your definitive number three guy. Things have to sort out. I want Dak Prescott in Philadelphia to play the Eagles because if there are going to be some hiccups in this train, it needs to happen then so that then you can come home for two games, iron it out against the Lions and Bears, and then you got a bye week. And then guess what comes after the bye week? The all-important second half of the season. Late October, November, December. That's what matters more. I don't want to stall this out if I don't have to and bring Dak Prescott back closer to the bye after the bye. Those games matter more on the second half of the season than right now. All of them matter. But if you're going to get some wrinkles that you need to iron out, iron them out as soon as possible. Calvin Watkins with a Dak Prescott update on Twitter. He says, fracture still healing. The plate and the screws give it a chance for a quicker return. Strength is not good enough to play, according to a person with knowledge of the injury. Let me go back to something you said here, Bobby. This you is said, my shock um, face. <laughs> I think the uh, I'm not as concerned about the Eagles as much as I'm concerned about the Ram game. And here's why. Okay. I expect the Cowboys to go six and zero in the division again, playing them up there on a Sunday, you know, on a Sunday night before the season. I wrote that down as an L. Mm-hmm. This is a potential win against a team that that's got some issues, and they're, it's kind of made for you in terms of look, your strength is where their weakness, and you, you've got a quarterback who's who's playing well. You've got a run. You Kellen Moore's decided to he will run the football, stick with it. This is a game to me. You got to get this one. You got to get to four and one. If you're sitting at four and two after you play Philadelphia, to me that you're good. You're you're good if that's the case. Yeah, but I mean, here's the thing that I look at it with: uh, the Rams would be one of the least consequential games to tiebreakers at the end of the season. Eagles don't play the Rams this year, so it's not a common opponent. So that's not one of the tiebreakers. Like to me, it's more important about that game. I'm not saying I want like I'd prefer they lose to the Rams. Clearly, you want them to get it regardless. But but if you're telling me that you know, rush things back and, and and risk things by bringing them back against the Rams, that's less important to me than it is to just handle Philadelphia. Because to me, it's, you know, you're talking about tiebreakers not even mattering as much if you start, like, you know, if you drop games to the Eagles then and you've dropped a game to the Rams, like, I, I don't think you're coming out of this four and two. Like, yeah. like, I think that if you lose to the Rams, you're probably losing the following week if it's you risk Dak. Who'd you have win the division this year? Philly. Philly. I, had yeah. Philly, I had Philly too. So this this was a game that I had on my on my whatever. Like, I initially had Dallas. I had Philly after injury started. I had a split. I had, I had this I one with a split. Still stuck with Dallas because of, because of the defense. I mean, seriously, because of the good. defense. I felt yeah. like the defense. I felt like, and I said this before Cooper Rush took his first snap in 2022. I said, I believe he's a capable quarterback. The only thing I needed to see was what I call the 5% from him. And the 5% being the clutch factor, is, you know, when the game is, when the chips are down, adversity is slapping you around. Can you show me something, right? He has been showing me. But the defense was the reason that I didn't sw- switch over. And I still believe that the Cowboys can do it. But here's to, to your point. Every game matters, and that should be a given. Shouldn't have to state it, but we know how the Twitter sphere gets. If I say Apple, then all of a sudden I hate oranges. Um, Before Cooper Rush took his first start this season, I was asked, you know, if you have to go two and two over these next four games, choose your two. 
wins and choose your two losses. Gun, gun to your head, what are you going to do? I was like, if it has to come to that, I'm fine losing to the Bengals, AFC team. You want that win, but if you got to lose that, fine. I'm even fine losing to the Rams because, yes, NFC team, but not a rival. You beat your divisional rivals because that's the double up. The division games That's matter. the double up. Yeah. So that goes to Bobby's point. You want to march into SoFi, which is going to be a home game for the Cowboys, by the way. We say this time and time again. SoCal fans, and that's what I love about what Broder said on the break earlier. It's it's a fact. But you're, you're the Cowboys. You're going to have the fans behind you. You're going to have the defensive advantage over their offensive line, et cetera, et cetera. Your strength versus their weakness. You should win this game. But if for whatever reason something goes wrong and you don't win this game, it's okay. You're at, you're three and two, and now it becomes that much more pivotal for you to march into Philadelphia, which is now this is why you need Dak Prescott healthy for that. This is why. Because that game matters more. Not to say the L.A. game doesn't matter. Of course it does. And it's an NFC game. But to Bobby's point, Philly matters more. Bottom line. Okay? Yeah, and, and I don't – I mean, not to get too far ahead, but I mean, like, I – I, I think the the Cowboys can go in there and win this football game with yes. Cooper Rush. I think yeah. that I think Which they have is a, a chance. Wild to statement to me. I, I think if now. they go into <laughs> Phil, I, I, I think I mean they, before the season started, like coming in, if we thought that the Rams game was a game that you could potentially win with a backup quarterback, that's just where we are right now, which is amazing to me. I, I think if they go into Philly with Cooper Rush, I'd have a hard time seeing them winning that game. So, so that's to me why it's more important to. I think Cooper Rush has a chance to handle the Rams game. I think it'd be a lot tougher for this team to go in and beat Philly in Philly if they're having to run out there with Cooper Rush. I tell you what, Dak, Dak Prescott runs out of that locker room uh, at the link with this team. You talk about an emotional charge. Here comes Willis. Yeah, oh boy. And I think honestly, though, to that point, that's why I want him to be as healthy as he can. And for me, the psychological part is he gets two home games. You get the Lions and the Bears. If you get to hang out from the Rams and the Eagles game, but you get to come home for back-to-back home games and you're as close to 100% as you can be, I would much rather be in that scenario knowing that you got a chance to win two home games against two opponents that you should beat regardless of who the quarterback is. You should be able to get those two at home. Careful about those Lions, though. I mean, they're competitive, but you you still should be able to beat them in this building with Dak as your starting quarterback. I haven't taken a business analytics class last year, just learning about the regression to the mean. You know, going six and zero in your division, it, it's it's a it's an accomplishment in this league. Not not many folks can do that. And just the regression, the mean, mean. Mm-hmm. Okay, chances are you're going to fall back again. Sure. I, I just don't see them doing that. I think you know in your in your best case, you'd like a four and two every year, a four yeah. and two, and, and you're going to be able to get yourself right. where you're going to go. So I just don't see them winning the division, which is why when I was looking this year, I picked Philly to win the division. I said this is a game that I thought Philly will be able to get at home. You know those folks are going to be charged up. Uh, they will be in first place, most likely when they play. Um, and if they won't be, they'll probably be tied with the Cowboys. So it's going to mean a whole lot. Oh, that's going to be a fun game. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and I'm, it's on Sunday Night Football. It is on Sunday Night Football. Jalen Hurts that I am not going. I'm not Night going. Football. I am not going to that one. Oh, you're not going to the Philly game? And I, I, Safety first? <laughs> <laughs> Safety first? Oh, hey, let me tell man. You what, so, 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 Kevin, a couple things we started figuring out when we went to Philadelphia. We don't wear anything that says NBC5 on it. Mm-hmm. Don't. The mic flag, we take the little block off because these – I give them that – they're crazy. They know who's out of town. <laughs> they know who's not local. They come after you, man. Remember, we just we 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 not even nah, <laughs> ain't no beef here. I'm just right, gonna cover right, a game. Man. Man. I'm, I'm neutral, right? You know, I'm neutral. Right? <laughs> no, no, they you the enemy to them too. So no, man, they get they get. No, nah, no, nah, it was too much for me. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I don't need a real cheesesteak that bad. <laughs> send, send old positive pat. Positive pat. 
positive Pat will be going to Philadelphia. He already went to the Meadowlands, mm-hmm. and he's going to FedEx. Listen. <laughs> After the rain, <laughs> after getting rained on in the press box, sitting in my seat, mm. and then that, that, I, look, man, the hot dog they served, I, was, I looked at it, I was like, no, nah, I'm not even going to do that. <laughs> it turned over, and it was like, it was, it was like a brown, then that, that pink spot, because it had been sitting Sit there, like, okay, I'm not eating that. It's a trap. Oh, man. Trap, it's a trap. It's a, it's a death <laughs> trap. I bring my own food now to watch that game, man. Going to play, you going to play in D.C., man, go ahead, just pack up. It's a trap. <laughs> I will not be going to NFC, any NFC East road games this year. No, I'm good. I'm going to be right there in the thick of it. Good luck. Don't don't wear that. (laughs) Yeah, don't wear – yeah. Well, see, he's different. Oh, no, we were were in um, – and Nick can attest to this. Nick and Rob – and Nick, Rob, and I, we went to uh, lunch in in New York, in New Jersey, rather, Um, ahead, a few hours ahead. Or was it the day before? Whatever. But we were at lunch, and I I absolutely had on a Cowboys shirt. And the the servers, you know, they were like – and I, whatever, whatever. But there's plenty of cowboy fans in Jersey. Hmm. You, you're okay. I, I, I get what you're saying. There's a definitive difference between the governor, the everywhere the governor, in Philadelphia. The governor <laughs> I get that, but you know, just they take it so personal. Just know I'm so angry. You know, I I'm I'm a little different. So just watch out for lane. batteries. Just watch out for batteries. Stay in your lane. I'm a little different. That's, <laughs> that's, see, I, that's why Bobby's chuckling. Yeah. Yeah, see, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I'm a little different. See, I can't go do that. Oh, you're describing well, fighting all the fans. No, I, didn't <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't, I didn't say yeah, that. He's been arrested for hurting the fans. Let's just everybody remain in their personal space. Is all I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> Respect Let's, my personal space. <laughs> Let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, I want everyone's one positive and one concern mm. going into Los Angeles. Bobby Belt, Kevin Gray, that's Patrick Walker. I'm Nui Scruggs. This is Media Match right here on DallasCatWest.com Radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? 
Bank of America NA equal housing lender credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Back back, back, to Media Mash. Media Mash on a Tuesday, Patrick Walker, DallasCowboys.com. He is Kevin Gray, 105.3 The Fan, Bobby Belt, 105.3 The Fan. Jerry Jones on the air saying, you know what, Dak, Dak Prescott, not really gripping the football the way he wants, he, and he doesn't. He basically stopped short of saying he's going to play. He won't play against the Rams. So I'm, we're all expecting to see Cooper Rush one more round. Indeed. So I'm going to start over here with you, Patrick. Give me one positive so far in the season you like and one concern. And the one positive Jerry had is when Sean and RJ asked him on 105.3, the fans, do you see yourself at 3-1? and He's like, no, I ain't not vision this right here. So what do you have? Huge positive is the defense. Uh, came into this season believing that the defense had a chance to be Super Bowl caliber, and through four games they've shown me that they are exactly that. Not that they can be, but that they are exactly that. You shut down Tom Brady. You didn't get the, the win, but it wasn't your fault. You shut down Tom Brady. You shut down Joe Burrow, hot off of a Super Bowl appearance. You only allowed four touchdowns through four games. I mean, it's unreal. It's unreal. So the defense, I can't say enough about them at every level. They have impact players at every level. Go ahead. Oh, you're negative. You got, you're one negative. Oh, the negative. Um, I'm still looking at the, the, the left guard position only because now you, you figure that you had it mostly figured out. Farniak played solid, but then Jason Peters came in, played mostly well, but they're still ramping him up. And Connor McGovern was back, but he was back off of injury. And now the question becomes who who I know who my left guard is, my starting left guard is, it's, it's Jason Peters. But they're really going to try to work Connor McGovern in. So, like, how does this work? And now you're going against the Los Angeles Rams team who pays this guy. What's his name? What's his name? Aaron Donald, right? Mm. So, you know, still a little bit of concern. Now, Tyler Smith, huge positive on the left side, but left guard, uh, because it's still a question mark, they've played above, above par, but they're really about to get tested now. Kevin. Oh, boy, my one positive, one positive. Um, I'm going to go with Donovan Wilson because Dono. people and Bobby will laugh at me when I say this, but Donovan Wilson has a chance, listen to me, has a chance to be the Cowboys version of Cam Chancellor. Now, I know Cam Chancellor had much more natural instincts, was a guy that can only intercept the ball, was a ball hawk, a stumper, all those things. But the way that Donovan Wilson has played and the consistency that you're starting to see him play with, with a little more control and with a little more, I guess, controlled aggression, if you will, he's got a chance to be a real player in this defense for a long time. I know they got to make a decision. Obviously, when J. Ron Curse comes back, I think they'll go with J. Ron Curse once he comes back, obviously, because he's the one getting paid. But for Donovan Wilson, I, I love his play. I love his physicalness, and I love the way he's gotten after it so far. The one thing I think that still concerns me is the run defense a little bit. We talked about it a little bit earlier. If Washington commits to the run on Sunday, we're talking about a maybe a little bit different ball game. We saw what happened against Tampa Bay. They were able to overcome that. I still want to see the run defense get a little bit better. But my positive, Donovan Wilson, my negative would be the run defense at this point. Just really quickly on that, Curse will come back, and, and he'll, he'll get those reps. I wonder if the one who gets the – 
snaps taken at their expenses, less Donovan Wilson and more Anthony Barr. Um, when oh, you look at positive and negative, I'll go same position. So positive, Noah Brown. That We've seen August to Noah every year he's been here. And, and it's been, man, training camp superstar Noah Brown, and it's never translated. It's never carried over. And so I think it's been big that that has carried over. Like flat out, this, this football team's – two and two right now without him because if he doesn't make any of the plays in Cincinnati they lose any one of those catches he doesn't make they lose that football game to Cincinnati and so Noah Brown carrying over I think is a big positive on the other end of that spectrum they needed Jalen Tolbert to come in here and play they needed him to come in and be a factor early on and they've just gotten nothing and that's been incredibly disappointing I don't think that speaks to his future I don't think we can make any proclamations about well look what a, what a mistake it was to draft this guy I still think Jalen Tolbert's going to be a really good football player it has been you you can't call it anything else other than a massive disappointment though that he hasn't been able to contribute really at all through four weeks in a receiving core that really needed people to step up my positive I got a tie Tyler Smith at left tackle mm-hmm. you're not hearing his name I was concerned. Think about this. The man didn't spend any time in left tackle at training camp, and he is now four games in the National Football League. He hasn't hurt you. He's played so well. I heard Jerry Jones this morning on 105.3 The Fan say, well, we're getting Tyron Smith back, and you got to ask yourself, by the time Tyron Smith is ready to come back, should he have his job back? Hot hand. I mean, so, so right there for me, Tyler Smith, and I'm thinking, okay, Wait till this young man really starts to figure out what he's understanding, what he's going to do. They have drafted their left tackle of the future here. So, to me, that's one big positive. And I'm going to see the other tie for the positive. Brett Maher, 10 of 11 yeah, field goals. Yeah, um, it, training camp, man, it was scary. But we were watching Very. that. Okay? Oh, we, were watching, oh. we were watching that. Man, <laughs> I mean, There's this a whole was, lot of head shaking. This was not professional there. football <laughs> kicking. Right? They're like, what, bro, what, they, what are they doing? Yeah. And literally, you got fans like, watch out. Fans in the stand, yeah. watch out. You could get got with one of these balls because right. you didn't know where they were going, man. It was not good. So so props to Brett Maher and Tyler Smith for going out there, doing a job in the Cowboys. We're not talking about two critical positions yep. in the National Football League. Um, my, my negative – Run defense, it's got to improve. Yep. You, you, you're going to have a hard time winning in the playoffs if you cannot do a better job of, of, of solidifying yourself and, and stopping run games on other teams. So that's the one negative that I see there. And let, let's see what they do. Um, going to be tough for the Rams to run the ball. And if the Rams run the ball this weekend, then, the, then that'll be a big concern of mine. If the Rams are able to run the ball on this Cowboys team, considering they're going to have backups at both guard spots and the center. Yeah, and plus it'll take pressure off of Stafford in a situation where you need the pressure on Matthew Stafford, right? You need to apply pressure to Matthew Stafford. You need to rattle him early. You need to get him um, lacking confidence in that offensive line in front of him early in the game so that as the game goes on, he trusts them less and less, and he begins to get rid of the ball in bad ways more and more to the point where, as we talked about, zero touchdowns to three interceptions in the fourth quarter of this season through four games, one of which is a pick six, could have been two pick sixes. Uh, He can be rattled. Kevin made an excellent point. Is the elbow 100% healthy? Is it not? If you allow the Rams to run the ball, you're taking pressure off of Matthew Stafford, and that can lose you this game. We're 41 minutes into the show, but I must make sure we address this on the media match. We talked about it on on my podcast um, with with the fellas, uh, Players Lounge. I'm sure you talked about yours as well, but give me your opinion on Mike McCarthy having this team at 3-1 right now. 
with three wins is with Cooper Rush as a quarterback, Bobby. Yeah, I think everybody from McCarthy to the off the coaches on the offensive side of the ball have stepped up and done a really good job. Um, and, and look, it's so easy that when Dak Prescott goes down and and he's I mean he's still in the building, but he's essentially isolated from from what they're doing on the football field, and and they're not getting that leadership and and that sort of sort of stabilizing factor. Could have been really easy for things to turn south fast after week one especially just with the demeanor of this football team so I think Mike McCarthy deserves a lot of credit for that um we've heard you know in that second game Kellen Moore talking about Mike McCarthy clicked over told him like hey get a play ready for fourth down if we don't get this and 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 really taking a more aggressive approach so I think he deserves credit for that and I think there's a ton of credit that needs to be given to Joe Philbin Jeff Blasco, the offensive line coaches there, what they've done um, to help stabilize what was a lot of uncertainty on the offensive line. It hasn't been perfect, but it's been a whole lot better than I think a lot of people were fearing it might be. And then Kellen Moore for helping to devise really solid game plans and really you know, uh, comfortable game plans for what they want to do with Cooper Rush. You know, Mike McCarthy talked about there, there's times you can call a game to where you're playing not to lose and, and where you're playing to win. And he's like, we're playing to win. And they're doing that, but it's definitely adjusted. They've taken some things away. They're doing things all differently. And Kellen Moore's done a really good job of finding out where are we going to best be able to succeed with Cooper Rush. Throw Linda Wells in there, too. Absolutely. Yeah, Linda Wells, Wells deserves a ton Tiny, of credit. Yeah. Jake Ferguson, Peyton Hendershot. Um, two, two rookies have yeah. to go into Monday Hinder Night Football and, and, and play games. And, and even though I know Dalton Schultz has struggled this year, Dalton Schultz is an improved blocker. A much more improved blocker. He was, It was tough sledding the first couple of years. He's been good this year as a blocker out there, and that's something, again, that Lunda Wells, I think, deserves a lot of credit for. Yep. I think McCarthy gives, uh, gets a lot of credit for what's happening around here, and that's not something that I think a lot of Cowboys fans thought coming in this year we would be saying. And he's even joked about it. It's like, heaven forbid, you know, the coach gets some credit around here for what's right. happening with Cooper Rush and this football team. But, you know, I even go back to last year, or I should say the year before, when Dak went down with the ankle injury, yes, as poor as it was of a season, we're still talking about a team that still technically had a chance to win the division in 2020. So I think he deserves a lot of credit for the way that the culture around here has been built. And it's a, it's been a slow burn, but at the same time, it's starting to happen. I think even you're seeing how they're galvanized around Cooper Rush these last three weeks. I think you you absolutely have to not only give McCarthy some roses right now, and obviously there's still a lot of football left to play, um, but you have to just give him at least his first bouquet as the first quarter of the season begins to end. Think about all, all that he was walking into in 2022, the Sean Payton you know, narrative. And, oh, by the way, if it's not Sean Payton, it'll, it might be your own defensive coordinator, et cetera, et cetera. And you hear comments like what Jerry Jones said as far as uh, you know, keeping Dan Quinn on board. Don't have to rehash. You already know. Um, but you go through all of that. And you see the team opt to move on from a four-time Pro Bowler and Amari Cooper and, and you know, almost lose to Marcus Lawrence and et cetera, et cetera. So much going on. And then week one, what happens? Your offense just wets the bed completely. And in addition to that, you lose Dak Prescott. Everything pointed to this team collapsing. And now guess what? Maybe it is Sean Payton time. Maybe it is time to promote Dan Quinn, et cetera, et cetera. Well, all McCarthy does is, is mount the troops – under Cooper Rush and get to three and one. Rally him on up. Rally him Rally on up and get, and get him to three and one. And, and keep in mind, this is the same Mike McCarthy who showed me he's willing to adapt. A lot of people were wondering when he came in, is he willing to adapt in any capacity? Okay, made the egregious mistake with Mike Nolan. One year later, you're fired. Dan Quinn is in. Dan Quinn's defense is in his defensive staff, Al Harris and, and those guys, uh, George Edwards, you know, 
those guys are a large part of the reason you are three and one. So as much as we give the credit to Dan Quinn, who was also integral in bringing in Dan Quinn, it's Mike McCarthy. When you talk about building up and, and keeping the right guys around, Lunda Wells and Joe Philbin and the job he's done after, you know, being one guy who a lot of fans were just like, you got to get this guy out of here. Tyler Smith, we can't can, you can't separate the praise for Tyler Smith from Praise for Joe Philbin and Jeff Blasco and the job those guys are doing. This is McCarthy and his coaching staff and the players all buying into the same edict, which this year is resiliency, and they show it time and again. So we talk about things trickling down. At the pinnacle of this, at the at the zenith, zenith of this coaching staff is Mike McCarthy, and it seems like everything he's teaching, everything he's preaching is just funneling down through osmosis, through everybody. So give the man his roses. Still a lot of work to be done. Cowboys need to get into the playoffs and, more importantly, need to make a deep playoff run. But as we have this conversation, McCarthy has this team at 3-1 and one when it could easily be on for. Patrick Walker, DallasCowboys.com. Make sure you read his work. You got Kevin Gray, 105.3 The Fan. Make sure you're listening. Bobby Belt, 105.3 The Fan. Make sure you're listening. I'm Newey Scruggs. This has been the Media Mash. We will do it again tomorrow, 3 o'clock Central, right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!